Hey guys, it's Alfredo. This is Brian. And this is Film Purgatory. So thank you very much for joining us this week, guys. This week we're talking about martial arts. And we have a special guest. Yo, what's up, what's up? I'm not joining in on that. Come on, man. No, no, no. Crazy. Damn, everyone else did it. Yeah. No, it's all right. No, I feel ridiculous. Yeah, you should. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm playing, I'm playing. Anyways, um, Sal, thank you for joining us. No. Sal is a veteran martial arts expert, and he's here to lend us a hand. Yes, or lend us a fist. Oh, oh I like that. Yeah, right. You, you said you're a 2016 kickboxing champion. You represented USA. No? Yeah. Yeah, yo. Uh, you know, I got second. Um, I'll come back next year. So humble, guy. Second? Yeah, That's not yeah, a champion? I know. This guy's ass, bro. He's humble. He's humble. Humble? That's not a champion. You lied to us. Embarrassing me. <laughs> martial Arts Week. Guys, I know you guys are really into martial arts. Um, let's talk a little bit more about what martial arts is. And I want to start a little bit on the history of martial arts. And in specific, the movies. How martial arts influenced cinema and society, so martial arts movies were based on Peking operas. Those are Chinese operas that combined music, dance, acrobatics, and it wasn't fully recognized until the 19th century, becoming more popular in the 20th century, in specific 1960s in Hong Kong. Well, so you mean the stories, because they were also based on operas, no? Yes, um, during that time, um, in specific, this big com- uh, production company, Shaw Brothers, started making movies based off these operas. Um, during the 1960s, they were more popular. These movies were mainly focused or mainly specific for housewives, but they later branched out to a little bit more of the martial arts aspect, more acrobatics, and it had more heroes and actions and fightings. It was beautifully stated, martial arts was the passion of opera added with the acrobatics of ballet. That they wanted to mix them on, on screen. Yeah, and, and they did a very good job. Um, so what do you think? I mean, this, this captivated a lot of Hong Kong during that time. It was a huge uproar. I mean, it looks nice if you really think about it. And like the whole opera and the whole, I guess you could say, dancing of it. Mm-hmm. You can see in martial arts movies how they kind of flow when they're, I guess, hitting, I guess attacking or blocking and kind of just goes like with it you know so it kind of looks it does look like a dance yeah they kind of flow with it right and um during these times the production of these movies was a little bit strange to us nowadays because uh just the sound of it is just weird but these guys would have teams of people synchronizing the sound effects as these action motions were were being made you know Mm -hmm. so they had to be spot on these are huge teams and these production companies were making two, three movies at a time. So um, they'd go on for hours. They would go on for hours, for days, you know? Yeah. So you know, slapping pieces of wood together, yeah. drums, like everything that could possibly um, give a variety of sound when it comes to people hitting each other, people falling, or like if they're grunting or have let out like a nice, like, oh. right. You know, it's not even their voice. It's right. someone behind the camera making a, a funny sound of using something. And before I go on, I wanted to mention real quick, uh, I think around the 1960s, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. there was a lot of protests and violence going on um, in Hong Kong. And I guess what they really try to do is kind of affiliate both things going on at the same time in movies and kind of reflect it 
so they can feel or kind of like see at the same time as it was going on um, over there and they kind of added the violence to the movies you know so oh wow so there was an influence the societal influence that was happening during that time and that was transpired in the movies yeah 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 yeah. wow you know what's crazy about that i'm glad you bring that up is the story started to reflect it more not not just in the violence like the quality of quantity but also the stories in the movie would reflect you know the underdogs and the people going up against their oppressors right or their their rulers you know somebody who who would be seen as doing something, uh, you know, un, what is it, um, immoral, right? Lacking a, a good faith. Right. And so these citizens, they related to that. Mm. These citizens felt that the police and government were just kind of treating them poorly. And so they had a, I believe it was a, a work strike as well. It began as a work strike. It was a work strike. Okay. And then it kind of evolved into something so much bigger. Okay. So I, I think I, I read something um, that was very well said that uh, these movies, these martial arts movies captivated that spirit of you can stand up to the man. You can yes. do anything. You can mm-hmm. make a difference. And that spread a whole culture, not only along Hong Kong, but it spread to the United States. It spread to, to America. Yep. Well... Let's start off how it spread to America, right? Right. We go into the late late 60s, and the Shaw brothers were offered this young, you know, charismatic guy. They said, hey, look and take a look at this guy. They said, who? A martial artist? Get out of here. And they they kicked him to the curb. What did that guy do? He went to the United States, got a a deal, made a movie. Uh, Sorry, not made a movie. He got a part in the Batman series. He played the Green Hornet. This man was Bruce Lee. That was a spinoff. The Green Hornet was a spinoff. But yeah, but he was first uh, played, I think his name was Kato. I think he... Kato was in, in uh, the Green Hornet. But he wasn't he? Like, isn't Kato Green Hornet? Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. the Green Hornet was originally a spinoff of Batman, the Batman series. But yes, you're right. Bruce Lee did play Kato, um, the sidekick, basically. So a quick little pretense. Uh, the Shaw Brothers was the biggest, at that time, production company in Hong Kong. Those were the people that were making these huge movies. And they let Bruce Lee slip through their fingers because they figured that they he wasn't worth it. He wasn't mm-hmm. worth enough. Sal, what did what did Bruce Lee do in the United States? Shit, from when he came when he came to the United States, he basically tried to make a name for himself, mm-hmm. and he knew. I mean, you can see it on himself, kind of interviews and here and there. If you you know if you grew up with Bruce Lee or watching him, like you knew he was cocky and like you know he could back it up. Right. So what he tried to do is kind of make a movie for himself and kind of show himself and bring in the. I think his phenomenon, I think it was Kung Fu more than anything. Okay. But he wanted to bring in some type of martial arts to to the United States and show it off here and show what it is to make a good martial arts movie right. here, you know? Because I don't think that was a big thing back then for, for the United States. To, well, at all. It was, yeah. I mean, they, martial arts wasn't really a thing. It was not a trend. It wasn't anything that people knew, I think. Um and and going back to what you said his movies since coming from china he was actually half jewish so he received discrimination from both sides right from from being chinese here in the united states from being jewish in china right so all he felt his whole life was that discrimination that oppression what is what are his movies based on again going back to what you said about those rights we're not that long after in a time period from that time in in hong kong so the Japanese were oppressive toward the Chinese. They were racist. They had signs that said, no dogs, mm. no Chinese. Right. In the United States, did we have signs like that in the 60s? Basically. Were there people? Of course. So what happened is the people of this country, they, they related to that heavily. Yeah. Mm. They really appreciated his storytelling. 
And like Alfredo said, stand up to the man. That scene in one of his movies, I believe it was uh, the Big Boss. No, the, no, Fist of Fury. Fist of Fury. Fist of Fury. Fist of Fury. Where he grabs the sign, that very derogatory, demeaning sign toward Chinese mm-hmm. people. Right. He looks at the Japanese guy. He says he breaks it. Sick man of Asia. Yeah, sick man of of. Of Asia. Of Asia. Okay. And then he he tells him, you know, enough is enough. Right. right. I challenge your best fighters. He ends up kicking all their asses, yeah. including the master. Um, and for reference. This Japanese martial arts that everybody knew in the United States was just one popular one, karate, taekwondo. No longer as popular for obvious reasons. That's how influential Bruce Lee was. A quick little backstory. So um, Bruce Lee had a chance, he had an idea of making a show over here in the United States. And because of his accent, he wasn't given that opportunity. And they actually went with an American actor. And during that time, there was a lot of whitewashing. There was a lot of yellow facing. They were basically replacing Asian actors with American actors just because they can speak fluent English. So out of frustration, Bruce Lee went to back to China. And during that time, some executives from Shaw Brothers Productions, they decided to venture off and make something different. An idea in which they would have the stars be the main focus point of, of their movies. And that production company came to be Golden Harvest Productions. And that was Bruce Lee's big break. That was, those were the first people to give Bruce Lee his first chance. And those are the movies that you were referring to. Yes. The Big Boss, Fist of Fury, uh, Enter the Dragon. Well, that came a little bit later on. But yeah, um, I want to talk a little bit more about Bruce Lee as himself. So who actually taught Bruce Lee? Well, Fredo, you see... Whew. This man Oof. learned Wing Chun, right? He's his own, you know, just for reference, he had a martial arts that he created. Some some people still practice it and teach it. Very Not as popular, but it's called Ji Kun Do. Okay. Right? Mm. But he, it's a variation of a different Kung Fu called Wing Chun. Oh. All right. Grandmaster Ip. Oh. Let's get into that a little bit. Respects, respects. All right. Ip Man. Is that IP Man? It's Ip Man, bro. Ip Man. Don't start now. Ip Man. Right. <laughs> he, he's gonna catch the the twisting tiger. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So, so what do you think about Ip Man? Nah, Ip Man. If you if you know Ip Man is, you, you know he's just. I mean, the name alone, I really like says enough. Honestly, he taught one of the, you know, one of the greatest, I guess you could say, fighters or martial artists in the world, Bruce Lee. You know, so, and, so that was Bruce Lee's teacher. Yeah. So the the four movies, because there's four Ip Mans, right? There's four Ipmans that belong to the same, I guess, saga, right? Yeah. With with Donnie Yen playing the titular character. But there's uh, Grandmaster, there's uh, Master Z, something Legacy, yep. and there's a third one. There's yep. there's a many spin-offs that right. they've made. There's probably like four, so maybe the yeah. same amount as from the original. But in my opinion, uh, the original four are, because of Donnie Yen, the best ones. Donnie Yen really captivates that character perfectly, you know, his, his, it's beautiful. his personality, it's beautiful, beautiful. the choreography in those movies are outstanding, you know, I love watching flawless, those fight scenes. Flawless, yeah. So just to be clear, these Ip Man movies are basically the story of how this man uh, came to be, came to be the teacher of Bruce Lee. Is yeah. Bruce Lee even mentioned at all within these movies or is this just like a... um? Somewhere at the end, um, in part four, they mention him, or you really see him come in as a... Um, at the end of one of them, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's part four, mm-hmm. or if not that one, at the end, you see him come in as as a little kid, and he does, like, his little signature, like, he does the little flick of the nose. Okay. And so if you know who that really is, you kind of kind of figure it out, like, oh, shit, that's Bruce Lee. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of... Okay. It well, that was actually at the end of one of the earlier movies. Um, I believe it was the... The second or third one, I yeah. don't remember. But 
In the fourth movie, he's introduced early. Bruce oh. Lee is already starting to gain traction, winning competitions. Right. Um, and it man is his, his mentor. So he goes, flies out to San Francisco, wants to see him. Um, and they kind of, they, they cast an actor who looks really, you know, very similar to him. And it's kind of, it's not a based on a true story, mm-hmm. just, but it's using real characters, obviously, Bruce Lee and Ip Man. But, but these stories are primarily focus on Ip Man, you right. know, just false stories and that has nothing to do with real life, but based on a real character. And it shows the beauty of Wing Chun, which is what I think these movies are, make them so special. Okay. Even uh, Ip Man's, I believe, son or grandson to this day makes the comment that they lo- he loves the movies because it continues on the tradition and spreads the, their love for Wing Chun. Okay, wow. Obviously, this is a story, this is a little bit of a backstory of Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee obviously changed the, the game when it comes to martial arts and these movies. So, not only, as we mentioned, in cinema, but in society, uh, we did mention uh, a lot of the problems that were happening with our own country itself, and mm-hmm. a lot of people can relate to that. But what did it do specifically in the cinema aspect? What people were influenced by Bruce Lee. I want to go a little bit more about the type of actors that, that I guess the actors that respond by Bruce Lee's influence. Oof, so many. You know, I, you, I can name so many. You know, we, we talk about Jackie Chan, legend. Right. Jet mm-hmm. Li, legend. You know, we have Tony Jaa, Donnie Yen. Even modern day as uh, Joe Taslim, who's playing Sub-Zero in the upcoming Mortal Kombat movie. Mm-hmm. We have Indonesian actor Yuku Owais. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it correctly, but he was in The Raid. He was also in Headshot. Um, very, you know, very gory, gruesome movie. That's what Indonesia is really putting out now. Right. Uh, the Night Comes for Us stars Joe Taslim, another Indonesian movie. Mm-hmm. We have Scott Atkins, who was in Ip Man 4. He played the antagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many martial artists uh, that spawned like you said that I well not spawned but necessarily were influenced and motivated by these Hong Kong cinema actors and Bruce Lee beginning here in the United States wow I mean so just off the top of your head what movies really speak out to you for real I'll have to go with uh, type movies I really liked um, I know he wasn't mentioned but uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is, uh, is oh, one of my yeah. top I'll say one of my top favorites in, in martial arts uh-huh. uh, Bloodsport is, uh, oh, is a good one I like yeah. just cause this show is really a lot of like around the world different type of martial arts and sure. they kind of put them in the tournament and see who's best at the end and stuff that's actually a good point I'm sorry to cut you off uh, Sal but um, what are the differences between you know these martial arts because there's different types of martial arts right oh there's kung fu so many and even within kung fu alfredo we're talking about style dozens of different styles and techniques that okay that have their own so it's like there's they're so particular with form right that's that's how you can there's different forms that that you go and that can define a different type of kung fu or just so that's that's what defines the difference between the kung fus Yeah. yeah and that's just one martial arts which is kung fu when you when you branch out like for example uh, Tony Jaa is Muay Thai. He, okay. he kind of brought Muay Thai to life in these movies. On Bak, uh, yeah. from Thailand. Very, yeah. very interesting martial arts. Because what do you see in his movies? Throwing elbows, knees. He's wow. doing. He's throwing kicks too. Don't get me wrong. But his primary attack is knees and no elbows. Why? He, they, their uh, principle is that the denser the bone, mm-hmm. the harder the hit, and the safer it is for you because people mess up their hands all the time punching. Yeah. But when you're hitting with elbows and knees, very low chance that you mess up your own elbows and knees. High chance you're going to injure your opponent and knock them out. 
you know, and that's what he uses in his movies. Very, um, very acrobatic moves as well um, that I think Tony Jaa kind of adds for, right. to his movies. I like to do uh, judo, as in uh, judo know who you're messing with, homie. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I like one. that one. That's yeah, a good one. Alfredo's two for two. Well, two for three. We're, we're going okay. right. right, to include the first three. That's a winning record. <laughs> so, Sal, you were talking about the movies like that, that you were really into. No, nah, a good one, too. It was called The Raid. The Raid was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah um, you mentioned that one, mm-hmm. right? It was pretty it's good. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah. It has many, yeah. many great fight scenes. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. Good. yeah, really good. I like it. Yeah, it's just a lot of different style too. Well he it's a mix. They don't yeah. they don't they don't practice or or specify yeah. a specific martial arts no. in any of the Indonesian films. It's kind of like a mix. These are these fighters practice a lot. Um but specifically Scott Atkins, who did play in the yes. movie Triple Threat, which was yes. with Uko Iko Awais, Tony Jaa, and Tiger Chen. I'll, I'll go back to Tiger Chen in a minute. Right. Scott Atkins plays an antagonist there, and he's a kickboxing champion. Yes. You know, he was inspired by a, a female actress, sorry, an actress, right, who was American, but she got she made her fame in Hong Kong. Mm. Um, and she inspired him by, they met at a, at a store, she was signing autographs, and she wrote to him, see you in the movies. And from then on, look at him now. He's the, he's the star of the movies. Uh... Oh, Boyka is a good one. Um, Boyka. That he did one of he them. He did Boyka. He did yeah. the Undisputed movies. The Undisputed too. So he's getting his fame up there. You know, that's what yeah. martial arts does. Michael Jai White, who yep. was also in Triple Threat, actually. Yep. He did Blood and Bone. And also, and also Undisputed too. They fought at one point. Oh, he was in Undisputed. Yeah, well. yeah, they oh, fought. So look at that. Look yeah. at that. They're all it's interchanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I wanted to go back to Tiger Chen. <sighs> Have you seen, before you say that, I know Tiger Chen has been in um, uh, Man of Tai Chi. Yes, I was just gonna Oof, mention that. Sorry. Not only was he in Tai Chi, oh. Alfredo, would you like to know who Tiger Chen is? Yeah, please. Ta- Tiger Chen is actually Keanu Reeves' friend and teacher in martial arts. So he's the what? one who taught the one? He's the one who taught My boy taught Neo? No, no, he taught Keanu Reeves. Would you like to know who taught Neo and Morpheus and the whole <laughs> cast of The Matrix? Who? It's a man by the name of Yeon Wu Ping. Uh, he's regarded as one of the most successful and influential figures in the world of Hong Kong action cinema. He has been a part of so many great films, such as The Snake and the Eagle's Shadow, uh, Drunken Masters, nice. with That's Jackie Chan. Yeah, um, like he also did The Iron Monkey. He did Tai Chi Master, which is in the 90s, different mm. movie. He did, get this, The Matrix trilogy. Whoa. He also nah. was part of the Kill Bill movies. He was actually the action. Sorry, those um, the fight choreographer for Unleashed with so Jet Li. That's that's where you because when you say he's involved, how is he involved? He's directly. Oh, he's, he's the action and um, and fighting choreographer. Okay, that's so, so he, sick. he it's sick. Yeah, he did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Wow, that's, <laughs> a, classic. that's, that's a, a classic. That's a classic. That's a classic. Come on, so you look at at his at his movies and um, and it's an impressive list. Let's just keep it like that. Uh, there was also a movie I wanted to go back in. Let's go back in time a little bit called Mismatched Couples. It was a. Uh, it had Donnie Yen as well. I believe he was the star character. Sure. Yes, Have you seen that but one yet? It, it was a breakdancing movie. What? It had what? a lot to do. And I know this may sound weird, but the reason I bring that up because if martial arts in the '80s had a huge influence on breakdancing. Huge yeah. influence on breakdancing. So, what did we have with breakdancers in the 80s? Oh, my crew's better than your crew. My yeah. style's better than your style. Like the Kung Fu. Kung Fu movies were just putting out, they were constantly being put out. And we have the the time after Bruce Lee's death in which they made about 50 copycat movies. Uh-huh. They tried their best to 
emulate they Bruce can. Lee. They, they could can. never do it they for can. obvious reasons. Yeah. But all, like the the low quality of high quality movies, it, it influenced right. um, society in that way yeah, strongly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. You know, my crew's better than your crew. And so that movie is really funny that he would even be a part of it. But I guess it's because, back, back to what we said, what is martial arts? It's like a dance. It yeah. involves tempo. That's actually what I was going to say. It goes back to the whole, the peaking operas, you yes. know, which was, was exactly. dance and acrobatics. Just... Modern day dance, right? Urban dance. Exactly. So you have a little bit of influence even in that, evolving or transforming martial arts and putting their own touch to it. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get a little bit deeper, you can go for um, go to Capoeira. With Capoeira, which is like a style of martial art, which is like a dancing style. That is actually a dancing martial arts, yeah. officially. Yeah. Uh, capoeira is, for you played Tekken growing up? Yes. Yeah. Do you remember Eddie? Yup, Eddie Gordo. Eddie Gordo, hey, there was a girl, I don't remember her name, mm-hmm. Christina? Christy, maybe. Christy, maybe. Maybe, maybe. You, maybe. you remember the one that he had dreads? He was like, he was oh, black okay. and he would go yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. He would do like a dance. That's yeah. capoeira. Oh. It's okay. a dancing martial art. And I actually did it as a kid. Yeah? It's wonderful. That's sick. I don't it's, want to try it's it. really cool. But I was fat, so I could never do all the cool moves. <laughs> but so. but it was it was great. It was yeah. great to learn. It's yeah. a great exercise for obvious reasons. And, it, and it, it makes your body move in ways you didn't expect to. Because everybody fights with their hands. Yeah, boxing. yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah. you stay still and you, you try to dodge. And this Capoeira, you're constantly moving. Uh-huh. There's Your never a more. Constantly, you're yeah. constantly moving, so it's difficult to hit the opponent, and you don't know where they're gonna strike from. Yeah. Do me, do me a favor, good. Show me a couple moves. No, 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 that's different. <laughs> we'll put that on YouTube some... another day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's wonderful how martial arts has influenced us as yeah. a society. I think I think it's a, it's important to talk about it. Just everywhere, yeah. in every crevice. Um, right. Brian, I don't think I've asked you what are your types of your favorite movies that have influenced your life in martial arts or your upbringing. I know that you grew up with these movies. Oh, that's tough. Top three. Give me top three. Man. Pass. So. Yo, top three. Jackie Chan. Uh, who am I? Oh, um, that's a great, yeah. I'm going to say Jet Li. Uh, Kiss of the Dragon. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. um, me personally, I like I like Jet Li. He was, he was really good to me. Like, I... I loved his movies. Um, the One was a great movie. I love oh, Unleashed was a great movie to me. Not, I'm not martial arts connoisseur like you guys, but you know these movies did influence my upbringing as well. Um, maybe not necessarily martial arts, but action movies like um, Mission Impossible I grew up with, and that has martial arts in, in, into it as well. The Game of Death. Game of Death. Isn't Game that where death. he like supposedly died in that movie? Yo. And then he come back and then like, wait, what the hell is yeah, that for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some little yeah. I gave you plenty of time. You should have your top three. It's hard to pick a top three. I'm okay. I'm gonna keep it real with you. It's really, really tough. But we have. I'm gonna go be based on influence. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm, I'm taking it back to the '90s. Do it, do it, do it. All right. Gonna be the worst. All right. <laughs> Tell me, right? Y'all, y'all know hip hop. Yes. Tell me a group highly influenced by martial arts by by Eastern Hong Kong. You know. Wu Tang Clan. Wu Tang Clan. Let's go. The Thirty Six Chambers of Shaolin. Yeah. Hey. I know, I know. I'm not gonna give it to you. Ah, oh, I, I know, <laughs> I know. No, that see, the, and to me, I love it because uh, they pay homage, homage to to these, to these types of movies. I was going that they made was um was Iron Fist, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, wait, but I, but what is Riza? I was that I couldn't think of his yeah. name. Riza has made multiple martial arts movies. He's he loves martial arts. He did one with Paul Walker actually. Uh, I forgot what it was called. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's called uh, Bricks. Brick uh, Mansion. Brick Mansion. Brick Mansion. Brick Mansion. I think. Yeah, yep. it was. I mean, it was. Yeah. 
I mean, him. well, Pop Walker himself isn't a martial artist, but he, there was another actor in that movie that was, and Rizzo, I think, learns <laughs> over the years, but based on their love for these for this culture. So think about how it's influenced so many different aspects, right? We have hip hop, movies, uh, break dancing. Yeah. This is all American culture, right? Growing up, and it's that's why it's hard for me to pick a top three because it's, it's so many. Well, and then you look at the Thirty Six Chamber of Shaolin. That influenced heavily uh, Karate Kid. It's a yeah. similar story. Oh, Karate Kid, yeah. You think about it, oh, kid gets bullied, somebody, you know, not liking, not not having the power, the strength, the courage, the confidence to go up against this this bully, right? Mm. Oh, let me find, I, I find this, this Kung Fu Mr. Master. Miyagi, Mr. Right? And now this Kung Fu Master is teaching me to be a badass, yeah. one of the best fighters. So that's kind of the, the, the story. It's the premise of the of the 36th Chamber of Shaolin. Um, holds up well. Mm. Just, it's a classic. But we have the drunken master with uh, Jackie, Chan. Jackie, Chan. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan drinks Beautiful. alcohol in that, in that in that finals fight scene. That sounds so nasty. Oh, it's gas. It's, 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 gas, oh, it's gas. It was gas straight. Scene, it's yeah. straight, straight gas, and and he got him drunk, yep. and he's and all of a sudden the style is changing. And gave that's, him the business now. Gave him the business because I love when martial artists portray that side. It's not all about yep. one two punch knockout. No. Sometimes you have to switch up your tempo, mm. switch up your style, yep. switch up your strategy yep. to be able to beat this opponent. And that's what guys like Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee did in their movies. That's what I loved about about that. Thank God for martial arts. Yes. Um, Brian, I don't know if you've seen your style, but I even ha- have you guys seen anything recently? Uh, you guys want to talk about anything upcoming? Well, usually, you know, we talk about any random, you know, movies or in general. But since we're talking about martial arts, I want to mention two shows. Okay. Uh, the first being Wu Assassins that has Iwu always equal always I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it but the Come Indonesian on, actor from uh, the raid he's actually in this show it's on oh, Netflix really no way yeah he's the main protagonist okay. it's called uh, Wu Assassin so Wu check Assassin. it out plenty of martial arts plenty plenty of good choreography right. but let's talk but I want to talk about on HBO Max HBO a Max a show called Warrior just been renewed for a third season by the way so a lot of people are excited about that alright it features Joe Taslim which aka Sub-Zero in the upcoming Mortal Kombat movie it also features another actor. He's the main protagonist. But both of them, along with many other supporting cast, are constantly engaged in not only a great story, but great, great fight scenes. Great choreography. Brutality is there. No, you know, it doesn't seem like you're holding anything back. And before we finish, right. a very interesting tidbit. Right? In an interview, the actor who plays Jax in this Mortal Kombat movie oh, wow. actually said... That they had to tell Joe Taslim, aka Sub Zero, you're too fast for the cameras. I'm gonna need you to slow down. No way. Nah. Very uh. few, very few actors have been told that. One of them being Bruce Lee. <laughs> very, in, very high esteemed, right? High regard this actor That's, is. Wow. Uh, if you want to watch a movie, The Night Comes for Us. Joe Taslim stars in that. I loved it. Oh my Thought god. It was great. That's cl- oh my god, so good. Uh, an older movie, but not Indonesian, not Thai, would be a Korean movie called Old Boy. Great story, great martial arts, amazing fight scenes in that one. That twist at the end. Oh yeah, crazy twist at the end. The Old Boy was redone here in the United States. Yeah. I would say you can either see that one with Josh Brolin or watch the original Korean. Where both, can, both are good. Where can we watch these movies? We're going to watch any of these movies. Um, Google search. <laughs> it's, it's too many movies to, to yes. look up. Um, Netflix has a good variety. HBO Max, of course, has never let us down. Um, definitely check it out, guys. Um, martial arts. Huge. Huge influence. Um, next week, Brian, what do we got next week? Next week, I'll be back. So I was going to do that. 
Oh, I took that from you. You really took that from me. No, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> Terminator, guys. I'm going to stay here. Terminator, guys. I, I stay one for one. I don't miss. We're going we're gonna to talk about Terminator, the franchise, the first three, the original three. I think the original three is a is a solid point. Yeah. You know? The original three, yeah. <laughs> uh, so tune in next week, guys. Uh, Sal, thank you very much for joining us no, this week. You, we really appreciate your input. Um, thank thank you. you guys for everything. Thank, thank you guys uh, for tuning in this week. We really appreciate all the support. I just have one thing to say. Hasta la vista, baby. Why? Why? I can't get anything. <laughs> okay, it's all right. I'm two for two. I don't miss. What the? I mean, it's like a good food. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the support, guys. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Let us uh, know what you guys think. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for your support. We'll see you guys next week. No, I don't want to hear it. Oh. You could have said, take my hand if you want to live. No, I'm not going to take that. No, you can't take that. You could have. Take my hand if you want to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>